Today is November 8th, 2021. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. I want to talk about this past weekend's fight between Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant for the undisputed super middleweight championship of the world. Canelo Alvarez is your new undisputed champion, first ever in the history of the super middleweight division. Canelo got the stoppage in the 11th round via TKO. Really good fight. Not great, but really good competitive fight in my from my view anyway. I saw scorecards all over the place. I personally had it even going into the final, the 11th round, which the stoppage occurred. I had it 5-5. I could see anything from Canelo being up two rounds to Plant maybe being up a round. It was really competitive. But I saw some people having Canelo winning every single round. I thought that was ridiculous. I don't know what fight they saw. I also saw people having Caleb up 7-3. to three. I thought that was a little too generous. Like I said, I had it in the middle. Really competitive. But Canelo did what Canelo does. Seek and destroy. He found the shot in the 11th round. A great left hook while Caleb was up against the ropes. Um, when Caleb got caught with the left hook, he lunged forward. Canelo pushes him back off of him and at the same time throws a right uppercut. And that uppercut is what? Planted Plant for the first time of the night. Sat him down. Plant got back up, hobbled to the corner, clearly beat the count, and then was in survival mode for the last maybe 20 seconds while Canelo just unloaded power shot after power shot until Caleb just crumbled to the ground. The referee stopped the fight right there. Caleb does get back up, but the fight was stopped. Rightfully so. I mean, I don't think anything, there wasn't enough time in the round for Caleb to survive it. Good stoppage. Canelo did what he does. I mean, great performance by him. He was very patient in there, sticking with the game plan. There was times he was super frustrated early in the fight. If you're one of the people who didn't think it was competitive, just go back and watch Canelo's body language, his face, especially in the middle rounds. He was he was annoyed. He was frustrated. But he stuck with the plan, unloading power shots, stalking his opponent, getting him in the corner or up against the ropes, and cutting off the ring really well towards the end. Took 11 rounds to do it, but that just shows the skill level of Caleb Plant. He looked like he belonged in there. He fired off the jab really well, but I think he stayed on the ropes for a little bit too long early in the fight. Actually, in the middle of the fight as well. He was on the ropes, and I'm wondering what he was doing. Not many people are good offensively against the ropes. A lot of people like to do it, but there aren't anyone that's really that great at it. It's kind of a lost art, and it never really was an effective way. I mean, it's something you do to set a trap, but you don't want to be against the ropes. You just don't. You limit yourself way too much. I don't see the benefit of it. I thought he should have circled back around and took it to the middle of the ring. He had great success in the middle of the ring with the jab and also with a couple leaping in uppercuts that I was I was kind of shocked to see him fight in the pocket against Canelo like that. But he did really well. He used the shoulder roll too. Did some really good things in there. Switched up the game plan a lot. But at the end of the day, Canelo adjusted and landed the shots that he needed to. There were times where, I'm not sure what round, but in, in between the rounds, Eddie Reynoso was yelling at Canelo as if to say, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you got this, man. This isn't, this isn't over. So Caleb 
definitely earned the respect of Canelo. If Canelo would have just ran through him, I don't think Canelo would have showed any respect for Caleb. But he did uh, appreciate his skills after the fight. They both embraced, seemed to squash whatever tension they had before. And that's good to see. Caleb Plant will be back. He's definitely one of the best super middleweights in the world. He just isn't Canelo Alvarez. And Canelo proved that he is the best in the sport today. He also said after the fight he's going to take some time off. He'll be back in May. Guy earned his time off. He had a tremendously active year. I mean, he even fought Avni Yildrim. But beating Saunders and Plant in the same year is a solid year. And becoming undisputed, there's nothing more he could have done. What's next, we'll see. There's plenty of options. You've got David Benavidez, who fights this weekend. One of the other undefeated super middleweights looking to challenge Canelo. You also have Jamal Charlo, who is also undefeated, but he's at middleweight. He would have to move up, but it seems like he's willing to do so. And if Canelo wants to move up himself to 175, which he's already campaigned at before against Sergey Kovalev, he could challenge the champion Artur Betterbiev, vicious knockout artist. Every victory is won by knockout. Or Dmitry Bival, who isn't as much of a challenge as Betterbiev, but still a solid 175-pound champion. And I've even heard Triple G3 being thrown out there. Kind of awkwardly, not awkwardly, but it's kind of a coincidence, quote-unquote, how every media member was tweeting about now's the time for Triple G Canelo 3. It almost seems predetermined the way that the media kind of jumped that out there because nobody was really looking to see that fight. I mean, I'm sure we'll all enjoy it. It'll be a massive fight. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. But nobody was clamoring for it simply because Triple G, not only is he inactive, he's getting older. And last time out, he didn't look his best. His last win against Dervinchenko was disputed. And I was there. I had Triple G, but it was very close. And a lot of people thought Canelo, excuse me, a lot of people thought Triple G robbed Dervinchenko in Madison Square Garden. So off that performance and the fact that Canelo has improved since the last Triple G fight, it doesn't really make sense, but this is boxing. Things sometimes don't make sense, but they will make money. But we'll have to see. I mean, that could just be speculation. We'll have to see. We'll wait till May. Canelo did say on the PBC podcast that he would prefer Jamal Charlo. I personally would prefer Benavidez. I think Mexican versus Mexican on Cinco de Mayo just makes way too much sense. Benavidez is in his prime. Benavidez is a big guy. Benavidez poses some uh, physical threat to Canelo. He has fast hands. He has great power, but we'll see how he matches up. I mean, Canelo is Canelo. Canelo comes to the body. Benavidez has a, a large torso to target, so it could be a match made in heaven. I think it'll definitely be an explosive fight. That's for sure. All action, no doubt about it. Mexican style. But speaking of David Benavidez, he fights this weekend on Showtime against Kyron Davis. Kyron Davis is super athletic, um, always in shape, decent pop, but not really one-punch power, very defensively sound. He's always in the gym looking for fights. He was a replacement for Jose Uzcategui. Uzcategui, I think, was past his prime, but still a decent opponent. That would have been a good fight, too. This one may be a little bit better, actually. Um, Uzcategui was a champion. Caleb Plant beat him in 2019. And since then, Uskatagi hasn't really been the same. 
So Kyron Davis as a replacement isn't a bad thing at all. Kyron Davis, like I said, is always in shape, and he's ready to go. I think he can pose a few problems for Benavidez early, but the fact that all this attention is on Benavidez because of Canelo and Benavidez's style in general and talent, I think he stops Kyron Davis in the middle rounds. I think five or six and Kyron Davis is getting out of there just because Benavidez is on that level and has that style where I don't see anyone standing in his way of a Canelo fight right now. The carrot is kind of dangling. Canelo's undisputed, man. Caleb Plant's out the way. It's Benavidez's time. So he needs to perform in a dominant fashion this Saturday, and I think he will. Also Saturday, on zone, Gabe Rosado is challenging Jaime Munguia. Jaime Munguia, Mexican power phenomenon, 37-0, 30 knockouts. This guy's all action. This guy fights in a phone booth with straight power. The thing about him is he blocks punches with his face. So I think Gabe Rosado is a live underdog this weekend. Gabe Rosado is a guy, I've talked about it before, where you take his record, write it down, rip it in half, and throw it in the trash because his record does not matter. He has, tr- he has plenty of losses on his record. Does not matter with this guy. He's a guy who always comes to fight. He had, he's always the B-side. They're always throwing him in there with someone like, oh, throw him in there with Gabe Rosado. Get a win over Gabe Rosado. Yeah, and it doesn't usually work out that way. Gabe Rosado against Danny Jacobs, I thought it was robbed. I thought he outboxed Danny Jacobs in one of the most boring fights of 2020, and they robbed him of the decision. And then this year, put him in there with Beck the Bully, this guy was a straight mauler. I believe he was only like 7 or 8 and 0, but he was just killing opponents and he had a great amateur background. He was expected to go in there and wipe the floor with Gabe Rosado, kind of introduce himself to the world after destroying Gabe Rosado. And it looked like it was going to go that way. He actually dropped Rosado early, but Gabe Rosado, who is not known as a big power puncher, set Beck the Bully up perfectly for a one-punch knockout of the year. Go look at that. Gabe Rosado, Beck the Bully, knockout. Look it up. It was tremendous. Gabe Rosado has the experience. He knows. He doesn't have to go in there and war and dog it out with you every fight. He did that in the past. It didn't always work in his favor, but it did gain the respect of the fans. He's one of my favorite fighters because he gives it all every single time. You may know him from Creed. You may know him for his tattoos. I know him for whooping people's ass. Gabe Rosado will bring it Saturday night. I don't know if he can win because Munguia has power that is that devastating. I could see due to the scar tissue on Gabe Rosado's face from all the wars he's been in in the past, I could see him getting opened up and cut and maybe stopped by cuts and bleeding everywhere. Maybe the ref stops it. But Rosado isn't the type of guy that stays down for a 10 count. He's been stopped before, but it's always been a TKO. The referee had to say, no, you've had enough because Gabe is willing to die in the ring. So I think that'll be a really exciting fight. Almost a 50-50 in my opinion because, like I said, Gabe just has the experience. He'll find a way to steal around from you at this point of his career. And I think he can do that, especially with a guy like Munguia who is defensively illiterate. He just doesn't put his hands up at all. So we'll see how that plays out. Rosado versus Munguia on the zone. Benavidez versus Kyron Davis on Showtime. Two really solid action fights this weekend. It's kind of like an appetizer for the following weekend, which is Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. That's going to be a great fight at welterweight. This year has been a tremendous year for the sport. 
three undisputed championship fights, multiple unification fights, and the year is still not done. We still got some more on the way. Stay tuned. I got you covered. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast. I'm out.